Walmart Plus members save on meeting up with friends. Save on having them over for dinner with free delivery with no hidden fees or markups. That's groceries plus napkins plus that vegetable chopper to make things a bit easier. Plus, members save on gas to go meet them in their neck of the woods. Plus, when you're ready for the ultimate sign of friendship, start a show together with your included Paramount Plus subscription. Walmart Plus members save on this plus so much more. Start a 30-day free trial at walmartplus.com. Paramount Plus, a central plan only. Separate registration required. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas at $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. Hey, everybody. I am Milan Jordan, and this is the MMA Daily Blitz, brought to you by FanStream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Hey, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can check out our YouTube page and also follow me on Twitter, at Milan Jordan. All right, lots going on this week in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, the biggest news of all, the Mac is back. That's right, Conor McGregor's long-awaited return to the octagon. What happened later this year? The UFC announced that McGregor and Michael Chandler will coach the next season of the Ultimate Fighter and then fight each other at a later date. No word yet as, a, as to if they will fight 155 pounds or at 170, which I think both fighters would be more comfortable with, but uh, we'll see. Uh, Conor McGregor, you know, a former UFC champion. Uh, he hasn't fought since he broke his leg against Dustin Poirier back at UFC 264 in July of 2021, his second straight loss both to Poirier. Meanwhile, Michael Chandler, uh, he's been openly campaigning to be McGregor's return fight for months. Uh, he's lost three of his last four fights. Uh, he was submitted by Poirier at UFC 281 in his last outing, but Michael Chandler always puts on exciting fights, win or lose. So the Ultimate Fighter, uh, whatever season this is, I think it's season 30 or so-ish, uh, you know, it's it's be honest, it's been kind of a dying brand for a while. Uh, this will certainly uh, revitalize the the Ultimate Fighter brand, the, uh, the tough shows, uh, especially, you know, you got Dana White's Contender Series, that seems to be more of a thing, and, and people just aren't as invested in the the tough brand. But when you have Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler going at it uh, for whatever, however long it is, 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, uh, week in and week out, it's going to air on ESPN and also ESPN+. Plus. That's certainly going to uh, revitalize that brand. And and again, uh, with the payoff at the end, having uh, McGregor and Chandler square off in the octagon. Now, the Ultimate Fighter, Team McGregor versus Team Chandler, it's going to premiere, like I mentioned, ESPN and ESPN+, Plus on May 30th. And it will run through August 15th. Uh, this will be the second tough coaching step for Conor McGregor in his career. Uh, previously coached against Uriah Faber. Uh, they're going to start filming the Ultimate Fighter in the next few weeks. Uh, and since the Ultimate Fighter will air through August 15th, uh, the McGregor-Chandler fight is still at least six months away. And that's notable. Why? Well, because Conor McGregor... He still hasn't re-entered the UFC anti-doping program, the USADA anti-doping program, excuse me. Uh, He's not in the USADA pool. 
Uh, a fighter needs six months of testing and have at least two negative tests prior to being allowed to fight again. So, you know, today is what, February 9th as I'm recording this on Thursday, uh, six months from now, fast forward, August 9th. So uh, look for you know, later this year, maybe a big fall card or even a year-end card uh, before uh, McGregor and Chandler finally do meet in the octagon. But uh, McGregor initially pulled himself out of the USADA testing pool uh, after he broke his leg in his last fight, as I can mention, against Dustin Poirier back in 2021. Uh, since that time, Connor has been recovering and uh, and rehabbing the leg while also filming his first major role in the upcoming Roadhouse re reboot. Uh, McGregor and Chandler, like I mentioned, will soon fly to Vegas to film tough uh, before booking the fight. When it finally does happen, it will end up being McGregor's first fight in more than two years. All right, this past weekend, we had some action inside the cage, and it was Bellator 290 at the famous forum in Inglewood, California, headlined by the last Emperor's Last Stand, the retirement fight for Fedor Emelianenko as he took on Ryan Bader. Look, not off, not very often in this sport does a legend go out on top, and this past Saturday was no different. Uh, the first time Ryan Bader fought Fedor, uh, Bader won in just 35 seconds. This time, it was more of the same, just for a bit longer. Bader wins by TKO at two minutes and 30 seconds of the very first round. And yes, Fedor is a legend and still has one-punch power, but he uh, he looked every bit of a 46-year-old fighter in his 48th professional fight. Uh, on the bright side, Fedor didn't look completely battered after the fight uh, when he laid his gloves down to signify his retirement. Uh, he even cracked a few smiles in the cage afterwards, like, Almost kind of like he was relieved to put out, put his long-storied career to an end. I mean, Fedor, one of the things that made him so great and, and so popular, I guess, in a sense, was he was always stoic no matter what. You didn't see emotion from him. Good. If you just look at his facial expressions in the fights, you couldn't tell if he was winning or losing. He was just there to, you know, business, all business. Uh, but after the fight this past Saturday, uh, he cracked a few smiles, uh, almost like, a, like it was a like a huge uh, sigh of relief for him to uh, call it a career. And and the really cool thing after this fight, uh, he had several legends of the sport standing behind Fedor uh, to acknowledge him and support him as he retires. Uh, some of the guys that he fought, some of the guys that were there were guys that he fought, like Mark the Hammer Coleman, uh, Rampage Jackson, Dan Henderson, Chael Sonnen, and some other guys that he didn't fight, like Randy Couture. Uh, that would have been a great matchup, both in their primes, uh, Fedor and Randy Couture. But uh, he was there. Chuck Liddell was there. Uh, Hoist Gracie, Henzo Gracie, Frank Shamrock, Matt Hughes was there, and Josh Barnett. Uh, look, kudos to Scott Coker and the Bellator MMA for finding a way uh, to honor these past and 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 honor the past and these fighters who who laid the groundwork groundwork in making MMA the sport that uh, that it is today. And uh, certainly, uh, Coker deserves a lot of credit for that. And and uh, really doing it right. And that was really, really cool to see a great photo op seeing Fedor in the center of the cage uh, with his gloves down and all these legends behind him. And even Ryan Bader, who uh, who retains the Bellator Heavyweight Championship, was in, in some of those pictures as well. And that was, that was, that was cool to see all those guys uh, in one spot at one time and all these guys who fought from different organizations. So uh, really, really cool to see. I mentioned Ryan Bader. He does retain a Bellator Heavyweight Championship. He improves to 31-7, and seven, and he became, became the only fighter to beat Fedor twice. While the last emperor, Fedor Emelianenko, ends his remarkable career with a record of 40-7 and seven with one no contest. 
All right, the other two fights on the Bellator main card, uh, Johnny Eblen with a dominating performance in defending his middleweight title over uh, Anatoly Tokov by unanimous decision. And and uh, Eblen, was, again, it was the first time defending his title, uh, and he looks to keep that uh, 185 strap uh, for a while. Uh, in the opener of the main card, uh, you have Brennan Ward de defeating Saba Homasi via second-round TKO. Now, Bellator wasn't the only event this past weekend. Uh, the UFC, they had a fight night event at the Apex. Uh, the main event saw Sergey Spivak submit Derek Lewis via triangle choke in just 3.05 of the fight. Uh, it's a third straight loss and fourth in the last five fights for Derek Lewis, uh, who just looked overwhelmed in this fight. Sergey Spivak, meanwhile, continues his upward trajectory in the heavyweight division, his third straight win, and improving to 16-3. and uh, more UFC, they're back on pay-per-view this weekend down under uh, in Perth, Australia with a couple of fights. The main event, one of the top pound-for-pound -pound fighters, 145-pound champion Alexander Volkanovsky moves up to 155 to challenge Islam Makachev for the lightweight championship. Uh, Makachev, who trains with the great Khabib Nurmagomedov, is defending the belt for the first time and looks to follow in Khabib's footsteps with a long title reign. He'll enter the octagon with a record of 23-1. and one. And now, he does, as I mentioned, uh, Makachev does train with Khabib, and normally Khabib is in his corner. But for this fight, Khabib will not be there, but uh, uh, he will be there definitely in spirit. So, uh, again, he comes in with a record of 23-1, and one, while Volkanovski, the featherweight champion, uh, has who's cleaned out the 145-pound division, he'll make his debut at 155 with a record of 25-1. and one. So, yeah, these two fighters a combined 48-2. and two. Uh, should be a great fight come Saturday night. Now, a championship belt will also be on the line in the co-main event. You mentioned Alexander Volkanovsky. He is the featherweight champion, and depending on what happens this weekend, he'll either move back and forth from 145 to 155 or move up to 155 permanently. So we've got an interim featherweight title on the line as Jair Rodriguez battles Josh Emmett. Rodriguez is coming off a win over Brian Ortega last summer, while Emmett, is running a five-fight win streak. Uh, one of the fastest up-and-coming fighters in the UFC and uh, one of the more popular young fighters on the roster, Sugar Sean O'Malley will be sticking around the organization, uh, sticking around with the organization for the foreseeable future. Uh, he's a bantamweight contender. I remember he got his start on Dana White's Contender Series and arguably the biggest star that come out of that so far. Uh, he's inked a new eight-fight contract extension with the UFC. Uh, and notable because O'Malley negotiated the deal himself after uh, previously saying that he was now acting as on his own as his own manager uh, on his own podcast. O'Malley said that, uh, "quote I got a very gracious contract that I'm proud of. I got a number that I'm very happy with. I truly don't think any manager that I had could have went in there and got me what I got." And it also helps with the relationship build with the UFC. I feel like I've earned this contract. I feel like I've earned the amount that I'm getting paid, end quote. Uh, locking down O'Malley to a long-term deal, of course, makes a lot of sense for the UFC. Uh, then, you know, O'Malley is 28 years old, and uh, you know he's rising upwards uh, in the division, and he's you know he's on the verge of title contention. Uh, you know, he beat former bantamweight champ Petter Jan this past October in Abu Dhabi, uh, and O'Malley he's eight and one with no, one no contest in the Ultimate Fighting Championship. And again, he's become one of the more uh, marketable stars in the UFC. And uh, uh, Sean O'Malley has really embraced uh, social media and different uh, streaming platforms 
uh, to get build his brand. And uh, again, he's one of the more marketable stars at this point and one of the more popular fighters uh, as well uh, at this point. And look, O'Malley, he should be receiving a title shot maybe in his next fight or next couple of fights. Uh, it depends on when, uh, you know, current Bantamweight champ, um, uh, Aljamain Sterling, when he returns to action as of now, uh, Sterling is looking to fight Henry Cejudo, uh, which means O'Malley might be sitting out for a while before getting a chance to become champion, but uh, we shall see. At some point, I think Sean O'Malley will be uh, contending for a title shot probably later this year. All right, folks, well, that'll do it for the MMA Daily Blitz brought to you by Fanstream Sports, powered by DSP Media. Again, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you consume your podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Milan Jordan. As always, appreciate and thank you for checking out the MMA Daily Blitz. I will talk to you later. Enjoy the fights this weekend and the Super Bowl.